Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's rise on our feet just for two minutes and just make confessions of faith. Amen. Say, I'm born of God. Say, I'm born of the Spirit. Say, the life of God is at work in me. Say, I'm a new creation. Say, I'm God's offspring. Say, the God is my Father. Say, Abba is my Father. Say, I am a Zion species. Say, I'm anointed of God. The greater one lives in me. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say, I am righteous. I am righteous. My faith is in Christ Jesus. So I am righteous. Say, I'm eternally forgiven. Say, I am eternally forgiven. I am free. Forgiven. Redeemed. Blood washed. Purchased. Saved. Hallelujah. Come and celebrate Jesus once again. You can have your seat in God's presence. Bless your life. Bless your heart. Bless you richly. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's good to make confession of faith. It's good to make confession of faith. Those confession of faith, like I always say, they are not, uh, they are the reality. That's what we call, we call it uh, the new creation reality. These are exact, your exact image in Christ. What you look like in Christ. Hallelujah. You're forgiven. You're eternally forgiven. You're redeemed. Praise God. I mean, stepped into the church. I mean, I've been experiencing God from one, you know, section to another section, the prayer, the charge, you know, just every, all, I mean, just entering into one level of the spirit, into another level of the spirit. And I want to encourage us not to be a spectator. I want to encourage all of us to indeed participate, you know, catch the flow. Amen. Catch the flow. Don't just sit there. You know, um, the anointing of the spirit is, you know, is moving. In this place. Hallelujah. It's intense. It's intense in this place. And God is using men and women of God to be a blessing to us. So don't just sit there, okay, and just observe a regular, I mean, the normal Sunday service, you know, just go to Sunday service, ensure that you are participating. You are jumping into it. You are, you know, you are downloading it. Amen. God motivated. God motivated. You are downloading. Amen. You are downloading the flow, downloading healing. Downloading revival. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, the Spirit of God is a promise of the Father to us. God promised us His Spirit. You know, Jesus Himself also re echoed it when He came on earth. He re echoed the promise of the Spirit. That God promised us the Spirit. In Acts as well, it says, you know, uh, we saw in Acts 2. When out the outpouring of the Spirit came on the church, people got filled with the Holy Ghost. So it is a promise of God for us to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Amen. And the infilling of the Spirit, listen up, the infilling of the Spirit is not to just decorate where? Decorate, yes. Decorate us. Glory to God. But the, the kind of decoration is such that empowers us. Amen. The decoration of the Spirit empowers us to function, to be a responsible believer. Amen. Amen. Psalms, let's start from Psalms. I, I, have, man, I have so much in my spirit to say, to pour out. And uh, yeah, I have so much in my spirit to pour out. And I just, I'm just going to start from somewhere. Amen. <laughs> I'm just going to start from somewhere. I mean, I'd changed topic like more than three times this morning. <laughs> I changed topic like three times. So I had to, what I had to do was, I, okay, I had to leave everything. I started praying in the spirit. Started praying in tongues. So I just trust the spirit of God to just, you know, bring it out. And, you know, but in the midst of it all, there was an impression, there's an impression in my spirit. And that impression is that, that every one of us seated here, and I prayed it out, that every one of us seated here, that this year, okay, your morning devotion will receive an awakening. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. So, so I mean, how are we arrive at it? Okay. I, I just submit that to the Spirit. Amen. But one thing I know is this. I prayed it out. You know, that we will, in our morning devotions, I mean, in our devotions, in our private devotions, okay, we, it, will be, it will be on fire. So that's my desire. That's my heart desire. And that's what I prayed this morning. That, you know, that we will not just be, you know, Sunday, Sunday believers, okay, that every day, with, every day will be a walk with Jesus. That every day will be a walk with the Spirit for you. I'm talking about every one of it. And this is what God told me. I remember, you know, years ago. And this, you know, I'm re-echoing it again. And several times we have said it. The least among us will be a giant. Okay? The least among us. So in other words, we should not have particular spirit cocoa. Like this person is spirit cocoa and this person is... No. The least among us should be fervent and, you know, zealous for the Lord. Amen. Are we together, everybody? So, I, I, and so I, I want you to be, you know, quite attentive, especially if you know that, you know, uh, the vital signs of your own private, you know, devotion with God is already low. You know, the everything is low. The everything, there is nothing. The everything is low. You know that yourself. So, you, so you, should, you should seek for such healing this morning. Am I talking to us? That you should, this should be your expectation that, before the end of this meeting, we had, we had at the end of this meeting, your private devotion with God will receive an awakening. Because it's important. Because if your morning devotion, your relationship, or your fellowship, your daily fellowship is not um, on fire, it affects how resourceful you are as a believer. It affects it. Hallelujah. It affects it. You know, you struggle. You, you tend to struggle. You know, all kinds of things happen. You know, in fact, let me tell you this. Even some of the challenges that we face, you know, um, emotional challenges, family challenges, and all kinds of challenges that people face, most of them, if you have a fellowship, a continuous, consistent fellowship with the Father, it's easy for you to, you know, scale through them. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? You, you, you elongate, you elongate your season. I mean, the... The, the, the dark and the sorrow season when you don't have a quiet time or a time with the Father or with the Spirit. So that's why, you know, I, I think this is quite important for every one of us. Hallelujah. Let, let's start from, uh, you know, uh, Psalm 63. Psalm 63. Psalm 63. Glory to God. Psalm 63. Now, uh, all right, we can as, we can help ourselves to switch off our phones. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. All right, Psalm 63. Are you there? All right, look at it from verse 1. It says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Now, I'm reading King James. Okay, I'm reading King James Version. Um, he said, My soul tests for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and chesty land where there is no water. Now, so the psalmist says here, he says, Oh God, okay, you are my God. He says, Early will I what? Seek you. Now, the word early will I seek you here is, is one Hebrew word. That word, early will I seek you. That word, I mean, not no word, those, that phrase, early will I seek you, is one Hebrew word. Is um, the Hebrew word, uh, explains, uh, you know, intense, earnest, you know, uh, desire to seek something. I will explain what I mean. It, it, it the, the, the word early will I seek you. For example, if you read other versions, you may not even see early will I seek you. You must just, you may see earnestly seek you. Okay, it's the same thing. So in other versions, you will see earnestly seek you. So in King James Version and some other versions, you will see, Heli will I seek you. Is one word. What that word means, it says shakar. What it means is, so it's such a type of seeking that prioritize, um, prioritize that seeking above other things. So let me explain to you what I mean. For example, it's like saying that you want to wake up, that there is something very important. There's a treasure that needed to be found. Okay, let me explain it to us. So just imagine this. Imagine that there's a treasure somewhere, 
and there is a map to the treasure. All right? Or, and the treasure is hidden somewhere. And the treasure is what, just to tickle some of your carnality, the treasure is worth about $2 billion. Okay? Now, and to all of us here, we're told that the treasure is somewhere in, you know, um, maybe in Didi Digomi. Amen. Eating somewhere, and, and there's a map, okay? And the map, you know, all of us are aware of the map, okay? You have the map with you. So, and they now say that the, uh, the gate of Didi Digomi will open by six. Amen. So, you are free to seek it. Now, I, I can accept you are very lackadaisical, okay? You don't care about anything. That you don't, you just live, you just live. But for many of us here, amen, okay? You want to wake up very early in the morning, okay? And go to the gate by around four. Because so that at least you'll be right there at the door. So that, hey, you know, sometimes you say, yeah, I, I wanted to do, I did my passport renewal, you know, when I went to Nigeria. A passport renewal, they're supposed to start by, you know, uh, capturing supposed to start by around nine, thereabouts. Now, you get there by five, and you see people already, they already, you see, you'll be number 200. Okay, you'll be like number 50. And people, and you wonder, you wonder, I woke up, they said it's going to start by eight. And you are now getting there by five, and you already seen about 200 people there. Some people got there at three o'clock. Why? Because for them, getting that passport is very important that if they get a passport, then they can get a visa somewhere. So they want to, it's different from in Georgia. Okay, if you're Georgian or you're from India or from any other country, now you may not you may not understand the language I just spoke. Amen. You may not understand the language I just spoke. I'm just saying that you know it's it is like that. And it is still like that. In fact, some people are still on the queue. Young people will still be on the queue. Some people will not, their name will not enter the queue because the numbers for the days already occupied. You understand what you say here? Because you see how important, you know how important the passport is. So you have to wake up very early in the morning to go for it. So that word, that's, that, that is what that shakao describes. That's the type of seeking. So it's not, it's not, it's not just, you know, um, so that's why other versions we use earnest. Okay? Other versions we earnest. So it's one word. But that word actually means you do this earnest seeking in the morning. It's early. Diligently, are you getting? I'm trying to say here. Yeah. So the, the writer of Hebrew, I mean this, I mean sorry, the writer of Psalm, the psalmist here rather, he says, he says, "Oh God, you are my God." He said, "Early will I seek you." That word is heavy, so it's seen like a purpose. So in other words, it's prioritizing God above every other thing. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? Uh, often now and then, people ask me, Pastor, how do how do I improve my devotion and life? You know, to pray. Then I, and sometimes I tell people, now you can pray anytime. You can pray anytime. In fact, the Bible teaches you. Ephesians 1, go there. Ephesians, Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6, 18. It says, uh, praying always. Ephesians 6, 18 says, praying what? Always. With all prayers and supplication. Where? In the spirit. So, how often should you pray? Always. You see? So, if you look at the scripture, you will see that where, you know, in terms of when to pray. You see, we should pray always. In fact, I told us one time ago, and I've said it before, I said we don't actually, you know, stop praying. We only pause praying to attend to scanner things, to attend to other worldly, secular engagements. We don't stop praying, okay? He said praying always. Someone said, well, how long should I pray? You pray always. Luke 18, verse 1. What does he say? He said men ought always to pray and not to faint. Now, so this is different. So what we are talking about here is different. Now, I am focusing on morning, early morning, for a reason. Don't forget, men are always to pray. You can pray every time. When you're walking, when you're in the bus, you can pray in tongues. Glory to God. Now, now you, you, are, you, are, you know, you're on your way to work, you pray in tongues. You are washing your, um, your plate, dishes, you're doing the dishes, you can pray in tongues. So you can't say, well, I don't even have time to pray. So you should have time to pray. Everybody, except your mouth, your mouth is, is padlocked. Amen? Except your mouth is padlocked. Even if your mouth is padlocked. Amen? You will squeeze it out. 
Except your mouth is fat, Lord. Those who they cut their tongues there, they still find a way to pray. This is my point. My point is that believers generally should pray always. 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 You pray. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, I thank my God. I pray in tongues more than all of you. Just imagine that. That's an embarrassing statement. It's an embarrassing statement. Look at the 1 Corinthians. Look at it. 1 Corinthians. How could he say that kind of statement? Very audacious, you know, statement. 1 Corinthians. Are you there? 1 Corinthians verse 14. 14 uh, I think it should be in 18. There about. 1 Corinthians 14, 18. Could you, could you open it? Look at what he says. He says, I thank my God. <laughs> you know, let me say this to you. We are still looking at money devotion or seeking God early. That's the title of today's message. Now, but I'm going somewhere for a reason. Are you following me, everybody? So you have to follow. Now, look at it. He said, I th- before this point, before this verse, he was saying that, he was talking about tongues. How to use tongues. Amen. He was talking about how to use tongues. In fact, he said, he said, well, in, uh, uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, he said, he that pray in tongues, okay, he said, speaks not unto man, but unto God. He said, I'll be it in the spirit. He speaks at mysteries, okay? You know, that's why some people say, well, you know, uh, when you are speaking in tongues, how do you know whether you are speaking Chinese or Hebrew or Portuguese? No. He said, he who prays, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, go there, help me. So I will just do a lot of diversion, I will come back there. Amen. Just to help us. Hallelujah. First Corinthians, look at it. Are you following everybody? Today I'm not teaching tongues. So I may not go, I may not do extended talk on tongues. But I will touch it for a reason. He said, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue, speaks not unto men. So he's not speaking unto men. So he can't be speaking Portuguese. Or neither will he be speaking Hebrew or Chinese. Because he's not speaking unto men. Who is he speaking to? Unto God. So if not, it's called unknown tongue. Tongue that is not known. Don't say, ah, it's gibberish. Now, let me say this to you. Amen. Are we together? Yeah. So, that, before then, Paul, Paul is making an argument. He started by saying, no, see, you have to pray in tongues. Look at verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4, he said, he that prays in an unknown tongue, what does he do? He said, edifies himself. I'm still going to go back to this place. He's going to go back to this place. Hallelujah. So, you pray always. 1 Corinthians 14, 18. So, Paul was making arguments from this four, down, down, down. Oh, through, uh, you know, when you pray in tongues, you edify yourself. But when you come to people, you want to talk to people in the church, you cannot just talk in tongues in church. Just imagine now. What am I speaking? Which language am I speaking to you now? I want to ask again, which language am I speaking to you? Imagine I come to you, you know, you don't understand what I'm saying. He said, how will he? He said, how does it? He said, doesn't make any sense. If I come to you praying in tongues, I mean talking in tongues. So you can, so there are talking in tongues and there is praying in tongues. It's different. So for example, but, so, but we all of us together can, now, can pray in tongues. But when you are praying in tongues together, who are you praying to? God. So when you are praying to God, and how are you doing it? In the spirit. But if you bring a message in tongues, you have to bring the interpretation. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. And that happens often, even when we gather here. And many of us don't even know that tongues and interpretation is even happening. As I'm talking to you here now, I talk in tongues in the night, I mean, in this morning, before coming to church. It is in my praying in tongues that I derive this message. I told you, a message I receive in my spirit, but I don't even know how to say it. I don't know how to title it, but I know I've received an interpretation. I know I've received an interpretation. but So, that, with that boldness, I have stepped forward by faith, knowing that the interpretation is regarding money devotion. But now, but is that, that money devotion reviver. But I don't know how are we, I mean, how we now, <laughs> you understand what I say? We'll do shoveling and put in plaster to ensure that uh, money devotions are working. But we are going to just open ourselves and yield ourselves to the Spirit and allow God to just, you know, help us. Are we together here? So, you don't need to sit down there and be arguing and thinking about tongues. Should I speak in tongues? Must you argue against things that are of the Spirit, that is yours of the Spirit? Instead of it, you say, how can I receive this? Okay. You say, this thing cannot be mine. <laughs> you can look at that. You are saying, how can I receive this? That should be your question. You say, no, this thing should not be mine. Look at that. You see that it is odd. 
It is odd. Hallelujah. So Paul was arguing. He started the argument in 1 Corinthians. In fact, he actually started the argument in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Then he got to chapter 14 and he started the argument on tongues. Usage of tongues. Then he now got to verse 18. Because he started that when I come to you guys in church, I speak more words of prophecy. Words of understanding so that you guys can understand. He now got to verse 18. He said, I thank God. I speak with tongues more than all of you in Corinthians put together. That's what he's saying, no? Amplified version puts it like this. He says, I thank God. I speak with tongues more than all of you individually and all of you put together. That's what I'm saying. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Very embarrassing. He said, you know, he, what, what he was trying to say is this. You see, I am arguing that you should speak words of understanding. So you may think that because I'm telling you to speak, to prophesy, to speak word of understanding, maybe I don't talk in tongues. So that's why he had to bring out this card that said, wait, I talk in tongues more than all of you put together. It's embarrassing. No wonder he said they are kind how are you going to try to say, yeah? He said, yeah, can I? So I, I'm saying that, see, you pray always. How do you pray? You pray in the spirit. So, for example, listen up, everybody. Listen up, everybody. Listen. You have to catch this because I want you to get this. So when you are walking, you pray. When you're doing whatever you do, you pray. When you are, when you are doing the dishes, you pray. In fact, when you are in the toilet, you pray. When you're walking, you pray. So it means for Paul to have said, I prayed in terms of all of them. It means he prayed even in the toilet, when he's everywhere, when he's hiding in the bush, he's praying. He's just praying in tongues. Hallelujah. You should do that. But however, today's teaching is not about that. It's about what you do early in the morning. How you prioritize God for. So the psalmist said that. He said, early will I seek you. There is a seeking in the morning. It, what does it suggest? It suggests priority. It suggests that in your relationship, in your life, you prioritize God. That's what it means. You know, when you say in Romans 10, 9, you say, whoever confesses Jesus as Lord is saved. You know what that means? It means you are saying that Jesus is my Lord. It means that he's the one who I prioritize. His will, his thought, comes before anything. That's what you mean. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God. It talks about priority. We must learn to prioritize God in this year especially. In 2023, as a believer, as an individual, as a father, as a mother, as a child, you must learn to prioritize God above anything. Above even your spouse. Above even your, your children. I'm serious. It's gone, it's, it goes a long way because when you prioritize God, that which you are worrying yourself about, God will help you to solve it. Because sometimes you think, well, you know, this thing is very important. This one, ah, I have a, you know, a, a book to read. And that's how I first start, especially for those that say, well, I'm a doctor, I'm a, I'm a medical student. So you have all kinds of chapters, big, big chapters to read. Lots of them to read. And what you do is this, say, ah, I have to wake up early to quickly read. You see what I'm trying to say here? It's the same way. What you are doing there, you are endlessly seeking anatomy. Now, I, I'm not saying, don't forget, don't, don't, don't count, don't, 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 you know, don't quote me wrong. I'm not saying you should not read. You should read, but ensure that what? You prioritize God. Put God first. Set God first. In your home, in your relationship, set God first. Some people, see, you, that's what I'm saying, you already, you fall in love first before you think about God. It, it, it makes it very difficult. Very difficult. Even, even it makes it very difficult for me to counsel. I'm serious. That I've learned a lesson as a pastor. That's that's a test. I've learned that in counseling, certain when it comes to emotional matters, okay, that certain times you just hmm, you just you just be moved. That certain times you must not say anything, because at the end of the day, when it comes to the matters of the heart or emotion, <laughs> amen. At the, you can only. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Ah, hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about here. Amen. Mr. Blessings in the spirit. <laughs> he knows clearly what I'm talking about. When, when it comes to matters of when it comes to matters of the arts, eh? And somebody comes to you for counseling. Uh, we were talking about one. Hey, hey, 
was, I was laughing. I was driving. When we were talking, when we mentioned it, I was driving. He said, ah, the only thing you can do is just pray. Then to pray and trust God for, you know, because it's a, the person, any mama, any mama, any ultimate choice in your law. Sorry, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Sorry, forgive me. Translation. Hallelujah. I don't think that needed trans- to be translated. <laughs> Amen. But the, uh, my point is that you must prioritize God first. You must prioritize God first. Hallelujah. Look at what uh, look at what Jesus did. Mark, go to Mark. Mark and chapter 1. Praise God. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Are you there? Mark 1 35. So it was Jesus' custom. Jesus prayed always. He prayed in the night, in the evening. But also, there was something about money. There was something about money. Look at 35. It says, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight. That's very important. This is not 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, let me say this. You know, some people say, well, you know, I have a long day. This is it, you see. I'm saying, yeah, because I have a long day, or because I have something to do urgently in the morning, I'll put my devotion in the night, my prayer time in the night. What I mean, most of the time, it doesn't work. You know, by experience, it doesn't always work. I have tried it. Amen. <laughs> you are tired. It, because you have XC. I say it doesn't always work. I don't mean it does not work at all. You know why I say it doesn't always work? Because it may work. If when you return after you have been tired and you want to spend time with God, eh, it may work when you start out in tongues, in the spirit, and you now go like another one hour, two hours, three hours, to ensure that you first shed all the weight for that day. Eh? To now get your mind clear. Most of the time, you fight your way into that, you know, atmosphere. That is if you wait till the night. But when you have slept, and you are just waking up from your bed, your mind is still clear. So, you can, so it, it's easier for you to even, you know, to switch quickly. Are we together here? It's good. I'm not saying you should not pray in the night. Pray in the night. Normally, you should pray always. How long should you pray how many times should you pray? Uh-huh. So it means that normally you should pray in the night itself. But I'm saying there's something about the morning. Even Jesus used it. Look at what Jesus did. Let's read it again. He says, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, what did he do? He went out and departed to a solitary place. Somebody say solitary place. This is a quiet time. When Jesus went to a solitary place, what did he go to do there? He said, and there prayed. He went where? Solitary place to pray. When exactly? In the morning. You should learn that. You must in this year. You should learn that. that see, starting from tomorrow. Early morning. No, it's not see. Some of us have kids and all. Some of you have friends in the room. You have all kinds. See, you, you know kids, you know you are going to start waking up in the morning to start taking care of your kids, you know, to take them to school and those are by five, by six. They'll do, make sure you do extra one hour before everybody wake up. Are you going to trying to say here? That's what about strength. You must. You have to take that responsibility. It's for yourself. Are we together here? Yeah. I'm talking to all of us here. Yeah. I remember, you know, some days ago I woke up around 2 a.m. And I wake up most of the time. When I wake up, I start praying. I just wake up in bed. I start praying in bed. Start praying in tongues. Sometimes I pick my phone to scroll through Bible scriptures. And, and I was praying from 2 thereabouts to about 7. I was just praying in tongues. I was just praying, praying in tongues, scrolling through Bible. My, my wife, I didn't know my wife woke up. I tried my best because we are, you know, we sleep in the same bed. So I try my best to ensure that she does, she does not, I don't disturb her. Though, you know, by 7 o'clock, she asked, you're still praying? I said, oh, yeah. I said, I don't feel like stopping. I just don't feel like stopping. I thought I was going to do it for one hour, but I don't feel like stopping. I just just keep praying. Now, this is my point. Now, I asked her, how did you know? She said, I woke up, I saw your phone light. I said, so I felt, I said, hey. So my mind was like, hmm. So I felt my mind, I was like, I disturbed her. So that's what I felt, because that's my point. Let, let me tell you why I'm stressing this. 
in your that morning devotion, eh, you must do it in such a way that it does not disturb other people. Because it's a solid, solid, it should be a solitary place. It's, that's why I know people when we're in campus, morning devotion, everybody, two people, three people in the room, Habaka, Isaba, Ibigi, Ibigi, Ibigi. Amen. That is not morning devotion. If I, I do whatever you are doing, it's just you because I don't know. You should, Jesus went somewhere. Why would he have to go to the solitary place? He didn't want to disturb everybody. The intention for going to a solitary place is not as if there is something about solitary place. And what in Nigeria, where I used to go to then is either because I had roommates, I'll go out in the bush, in the bush to pray. I'll stay there for like five hours and be praying there. Because I just need that time. Then at the point, I mean, I, at the point I decided, okay, let me just stay in my room. But I'll just wake up, sit down, and go to a corner in the room. Just not, not, Hibaka. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you going to try to say, yeah? Praise, praise God. That's how, that's how many people, you put on message, message, message. In a room where you have three people who put message and you are listening to the message and everybody's and listen, listen. I, I, I will encourage you to listen to messages, okay? Get an earphone, okay? Except everybody in the room already are interested in the message together. No, 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 it does not mean that everybody will be interested. Because the thing is that it's loud. They are not getting it. Even you, are you getting it? Amen. I'm saying that you must also learn. So, listen up, listen up, listen up. I'm, I'm going somewhere. That morning devotion, that seeking the Lord early is very important. Are we together? So, you go to where? Like Jesus did where? A solitary place. The solitary place could be just right there in your bed corner. And you're just praying the prayer. You can sing your song, okay? Without the stop. Now, in case your friends Maybe it's a small room because those who are students who are sharing like four rooms, I mean, uh, one room with four or six other persons. Amen. <coughs> ah, <laughs> I know it's challenging, it's difficult, but you know, you should know. And you know, it's always very difficult because many of them don't sleep at the same time. Some are reading at this time, one is waking up at this time. Go to toilet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to the toilet. Now, the toilet is not clean. Clean it. <laughs> clean it. <laughs> Hallelujah. My point is that, actually, listen. Ensure that nothing affects your morning devotion. It, I know it's challenging because I've spoken to some of us. I know it can be very challenging. Now, if you have a room for yourself now, it's totally different. If you have a room for yourself and your room, your house is padded, it's soundproof. You can do mahataka, ibata, you can do, you can pray. Amen. You can do that. You can do what you want to do there. Are you going to say it? When we, when we started, uh, 10 years ago, we had prayer meeting in, uh, along Ljubljana here, in somebody's house. I mean, Love Dominion. We had a prayer meeting there. About, about 15 to 20 of us in the room. We were then, then you know, I was, <laughs> you know, ah, all of us, we just, people just received fire. So we we're praying in tongues. We were praying, we were praying, shouting and screaming. Neighbors were throwing stones, throwing um, bottles on the window. They, they brought policemen. Policemen, about four policemen came around. They opened the door. People were sweating. <laughs> we were traveling, everyone. And they, they, you know, the policeman came and talk, uh, they said, oh, they, the neighbors called and they said we were performing rituals. <laughs> that we're making incantations and all. So I, I said, oh, yeah. So we said, oh, yes, that's true. Uh, we were not, no rituals, but we were just praying. So, you know, it, it was, I, I, it felt like a nuisance. It felt we were like a nuisance. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I mean, the, the, the people that were supposed to be planning to even preach. Okay, they already throwing bottles. So, so it was very uncomfortable. In fact, let me tell you this. I hope you know this. You know that even tongues is a judgment. Hallelujah. 
tongues. Listen, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Maybe you've not heard it before. Listen. Tongues, tongue, tongue. Come on, say tongues. I mean, speaking in tongues is judgment. Is judgment to the unbeliever. Is judgment. There's no love in tongues. I've told us this before. And that's why I say people must learn how to use it. I have told us before. I think I, I even posted something on my Facebook. I don't understand the concept of a man recording tongues and sharing it on social media. I still don't understand the concept. It's, I don't understand the concept. Amen. Because tongues, tongues is supposed to be a judgment to unbelievers. Because listen, 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 listen. Ah, hallelujah. Amen. Look at Isaiah, Isaiah 28. Look at Isaiah 28. We are still talking about money devotion. Amen. Isaiah 28 said, with the tongue of... Uh, okay, 28. Are you there? Isaiah 28 verse... Amen. Verse 11. Are you there? He says, for with... What? With stammering lips. And another tongue, he will speak to these people. To whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. <laughs> oh, no. Father, God help me. As in, maybe you don't understand. Yes. Amen. Someone say, God help me. Yes. It's like saying, just imagine now. Eh? Mary, can you hear me? He be senior. Omiye. She's lost. Now, now listen, you know what happened? She, she does not understand what I'm trying to say. She does not understand me. And do you know what I told her? I said that. Her healing is in this water. That she should go and drink the water and she receive her healing. And yet, I came to her with a message in tongues. And she's looking at me like this. Now, do you know what I've done to her? I have judged her. Tongues is judgment to unbeliever. It's judgment, except there's interpretation. That's why he said there. Let me tell you this. The Isaiah 28. Go and read this because. Paul referred to Isaiah 28 in, in 1 Corinthians 14. In 1 Corinthians 14, Paul referred to Isaiah, 14, Isaiah 28. Are we together here? Yeah? He if you read Isaiah 14, he said, look at it. He said, all the kings and the rulers, they have drunk. They have drunk wine. They have now, the table is cut up. And God is coming to tell them message. They said, no, don't tell us your message. Give us precept upon precept. Lies upon lies. We'll be okay. Mm. He said judgment came upon Ephraim because of that. He's not saying, I will bring judgment to you, but this way I will bring judgment to you. The message will come. You will not, know, you will not hear it. That's why he said, look at it now. I will be, I will be. He said, to whom he said, the rest where which may cause the weary to rest. I said, this is the refreshing. Yet they will not, they, they will not hear. What they suffer, Koro, Koro, and so, what they, we're telling them like this, but they are not hearing. It's judgment. That's why I say you must learn how to use it. How can a man record tongues and post it online? For what? What's the plan? You don't understand spiritual things. That's why I'm telling you, you want to just tickle your fancy. You must understand tongues. Now, don't forget, personal disclaimer, because I'm supposed to use it. In your pri private life, in your morning devotion, one tool, I'm going to list some tools, one tool you will need is praying in tongues and praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. Learn to pray in the spirit. Now, if you cannot pray in tongues, okay, you should seek the infilling of the spirit. But if you can't, then just pray and understand it. Pray. Money devotion is a time to pray. So what do you do when you seek Lord, the Lord healing the money? Don't forget, some of you want to take your children to school. Some of you want to go to classes. But wake up, if, if it will take you to wake up, but if your class is by seven, and normally it takes you one hour to prepare. Now start planning to wake up two hours before so that you can use your first one hour to pray. Are we together, everybody? Are we listening? Look at 1 Samuel. 
Gloria a Orlando Christ. First Samuel. Amen. First Samuel 1.17. Tongues is judgment. So you must realize that I told us that tongues is, tongue is selfish. There's no love in tongues. I told us this before a long time ago. But does, that does not mean tongues is useless. I'm saying that he said, he said, either pray in an unknown tongue, what does he do? Either pray in an unknown tongue, what does he do? I repeat again, either pray in an unknown tongue, what does he do? When you pray in tongues, you edify yourself. So when you wake up in the morning, okay, if you can pray in tongues, then start praying in tongues. You can begin by praying in tongues. You can do worship songs. You can begin to sing worship songs. The reason why our choir will come every morning, uh, Sunday, Sunday morning, to sing worship so that we can not only worship together, you can also learn one or two songs. And you can use those songs also in your own private life as well. And even these days, things are even easier now. You just go on YouTube, type some good songs. Ill songs. Jamwe. Wonderful songs. You sing those songs. Learn, you learn songs. Listen, look your neighbor and tell your neighbor, learn songs. Tell your neighbor, say, learn songs. Now, let, let me tell you what that means. I mean, you cannot, all the songs in your head cannot be Olamide, Davido, Jaru. You know, I skip saying Jaru because, you know, those are my generations. Amen. Jaru. Yes. Amen. I'm 37 now. Hallelujah. Are we together, everybody? Yes. So you have to go. Stop. See, you, you know so many, so many wrong songs. It will affect you. It will not make you have good morning devotion. I told somebody, I, I told you about this. I was teaching somebody the word of God. And the person, every morning, the person is listening. The songs that the person listens to are ungodly, worldly songs. Songs that are not encouraged. It will not help you. He said this. He said, early will I seek you. He said, in a dry and barren land. A dry land. The world is not smiling. There are challenges every day. The Bible says, Paul said, pray that God will deliver us from unreasonable men. He said, because not all men have faith. You step out. When you step out, you see unbelief every day. You see discouragement every day. When you read the newspaper, you see discouragement every day. When you read what the policies that governments are making, it discourages you. So that's why you need that money devotion. You need a time out to receive from the Lord, to seek the Lord's faith. Money devotion should be for prayer and studying of the word. How we together, everybody? And this is it. I'll round up very soon. And this is very important. This is something that you practice every time. It's not what you practice one day and another day you don't practice. For somewhere, look at it. He says, And Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And God and the God of Israel grant thee that petition that thou art asked of him. Next verse. And she said, Let the hands may find grace in thy sight. So the woman went away and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Verse 19. And what? Verse 19. Let's read together. And they rose up what? In the morning early and worshiped before the Lord and returned. They had problems. They had problems with childbearing. But they were still consistent. Amen. She had, she had problems with childbearing. And they were still praying in the morning. For you. Ordinarily, you failed one cause, one subject, so, so one problem, one thing, it affected everything. Let me tell you, you know the reason why I'm talking about, you know, reading time because all this thing. Because when you think, oh, well, I have a book to read. Hey, the book is big. And you wake up in the morning and you start reading. Let me tell you this. Listen to everybody. How many of you have finished reading before? I am talking to all of us. Those that are students, not everybody is students. How many of you have finished studying before? It's difficult to finish studying. There's something to still learn again. You think, oh, I think I need one more, one, one hour more. So my point is that if you don't put God first, eh, what you thought you want to rush to finish, you will still not finish it. How together? You will still not finish it. Now, if your work is starting by eight, locksmith people. <laughs> Amen? Those that work in locksmith or all these type of jobs that, you know, take you, you want to work in the morning, you want to go, just make sure that you do your own timing one hour before. Some people ask, how many times should I pray? How many times should I, my morning devotion be? Normally, it should be time. The way you give offering, you give tithes. Normally, it should be 2.4 hours. 
I mean, I'm not saying it's not a law, it's not a rule, but Adam is saying that every day you give your time, you give tithe of your time to work. Ten percent, two point five. You know, let me tell you, that ten percent, you know, you yourself know how many seasonal movies we may show. We may rule. We may Amen. I know them. I live with them. I live with ah. Limiru. Akimi of so. Amen. Ah, ah, Amarati, I heard the audio. Say, he's loving me. He's loving me. I said, Jesus. Ah, ah, he said, he's loving me. Janku. Janku. Amen. And you know, you know the interesting thing. I told my wife. I told my wife, "How do you watch these Korean movies? Because they are not speaking English." Now, for me, now, amen. Listen up, everybody. For me, I I don't know how I can because this movie is long, so it means they're going to be staring at the computer. You have to be reading. Now, for me, I can do. I want to do other things. So, if I'm watching a movie, even if it's a movie, I want to play the movie English. So, I'm, as I'm doing other things, I'm still hearing what they're saying, and I'm accomplishing many other things. So, you can't watch. Korean movie and accomplished many things. Amen. Ah, the Lord bless your heart. Hallelujah. But uh, you got the message. Hallelujah. So they saw the Lord when? Early. Hallelujah. They saw the Lord when? Early means you prioritize God. Five minutes, I will round up. Hallelujah. Choose that you need. In Psalm 5, verse 1, in Psalm 5, verse 3, he says, My voice shall thou hear in the morning. Oh Lord. Do you see that? Psalm 5, verse 3. Let's read it together. Psalm 5, verse 3. What, what does it say? My voice shall thou hear in the morning. Oh Lord. In the morning, I will direct my prayers unto thee and will lift up my hands. Don't forget. I'm not saying to not pray the other part of the day. But that morning is very important. It helps you. It makes you more, a more resourceful believer. When we talk about revival, revival, but if you don't have a relationship with God, there's no revival. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Have a relationship with God. So the tool, the tool you use in morning devotion is tongues. Pray in the spirit. Second one, you meditate. Hallelujah. So second tool is what? You meditate. What is the first tool? You pray. Yeah. You pray in tongues. Second tool, you meditate. What does it mean by meditating? You think about something. So, and that's why it's good to read. So when you read the Bible, somebody asks you, Pastor, I want to start reading the Bible. Where should I begin reading from? Sometimes there are good, wonderful devotional material. We are writing our own already. It's a money devotion book. And I take it to our kids and all. Now, but there are wonderful ones here now. But however, you can read. But me, I don't read devotion. I don't read a devotional book. Each one is plenty devotion. Plenty. It does not even finish. You understand what I'm trying to say? I just start. I have a custom. What is today's date? What is today's date? I ensure that I read Proverbs 16. Because Proverbs covers almost every day of the month. So one Proverbs, uh, first, uh, first uh, of uh, the month. I read one, one chapter in Proverbs. So I keep reading that almost every month. Proverbs. So Proverbs is like meat. Like that meat. You know when you when you fast food, the enemy has extra, enemy has meat. So that's what Proverbs is. After you finish morning devotion, now you I use Proverbs to digest the Proverbs. I'm not saying I'm not saying you should do it so, but I'm, I I just feel there's a need for us to tell us so that we can it's an effort. I'm not saying you should do it, but do it. So it's not like must must, but I encourage you to do it. It's not bad. All right. So you can start from Ephesians. You can start from you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. There are lots of books that you must just read them. Just read. Now, when you are reading, be thinking it. Are we together? So as you are reading, what should you be doing? Be thinking it. So, of course, you pray. So when you are, you pray before reading, isn't it? So, but when you now read, you can read a chapter. But as you are reading the chapter, then think what you are reading. Think it. So as you are thinking it, the Holy Spirit will breathe on that. And it will help you to understand it. Praise God. Another thing, the last thing, last tool is, okay, I said meditation, yes? 
So meditation, just for the record, meditation is is memorizing. Okay. So you are thinking about the word you have read. Okay. Then when you think it, you murmur it out. So for example, um. So you think it, you engage your mind. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? You think it, not, you, are, you think it well. Are we together? It is happening. When you do this, just these three things, or um, you, three, three actually, you pray, you read, then you meditate. Let me add the fourth one. And so, because that one is, you work it. Make sure you work it. Hallelujah. You do what? You work it. That's why I said I mentioned that earlier. Work it by saying it. So please, ensure Make it, uh, make it religious about it. Be religious about it, especially this year, COVID-19. Be religious about it. It's not even a part of the worship. There are desires. There are desires that every day you have to take it. Take one hour, take two hours, take three hours, take whatever you have to do. That is what you are doing. There are many noble tasks this year in the name of Jesus. That in your spiritual devotion, you go and spend the time in the name of Jesus. You will know the Lord of Lords. In the name of Jesus, you go from strength to strength, from glory to glory, in the name of Jesus. In the beginning, I did this thing around this year, but as the year goes on, you'll be looking forward to the next breakthrough, in the name of Jesus. You'll be looking forward to spending time with the Lord, in the name of Jesus. For many of you, now, one hour, you'll be looking at someone, maybe for 30 minutes, you'll be quiet, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Be a little bit quiet. But as the year goes on, as you practice this daily, you will be doing three hours of meditation. You will be doing five hours of meditation. In the name of Jesus. You will sit down and speak to God in the name of Jesus. Your anger against your spouse will turn to anger. In the name of Jesus. And you'll be done with it. But please, in the name of Jesus. What are we trying to say? Please make sure you have a plan. Plan B for everyone in the house of God. 